Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. On this Power of Prayer podcast, I'm having conversation with Phil Mays and Vicki Chastang. Uh, we are recording this uh, shortly after you know there's been news of revival that has been on the college campus of Asbury College out in Wilmore, Kentucky. And then since then, we read reports that there are other locations around the U.S. where this is happening. And we also have had experience at our service um, where just there was a special anointing that God was present with us for our weekend services. Um, so we thought we'd have conversation about revival. What it, What is that? <laughs> what does that look like? How does this happen? And just uh, give comment to some things that we've noticed with Asbury, but then um, just some experiences either that we've read about or that we've been able to encounter. So what would we say to someone asking, well, what's happening at Asbury? Um, how would we want to respond to that? Well, I would, I would say that it's just very powerful yet simple move of God. Um, it's impressive because there are no big name pastors or preachers or speakers or anyone who's up there preaching. There are no celebrity worship leaders. It just is a move of God, a very, uh, people are caught up with worship and just worshiping the Lord and feeling the presence of the Lord. And I believe that some people are receiving and experiencing the love of Jesus for the first time in their lives. Mm. Because uh, so many of us, you know, have certain experiences with love, but we don't actually ever experience the pure agape love of Jesus mm -hmm. and how once we do experience that it's life-changing and transforming we're never the same mm -hmm. and um we want to share it with other people so um everything i'm hearing and reading and watching is that it just is a very um a very simple move of god that people are coming and enjoying the presence of the lord amen and being transformed as you were sharing that because i I want to come back to this and let Phil speak um, for a moment, but I was remembering your daughter, Courtney, when she was here for the women's conference and shared the story of when she was a teenager and that, you know, she encountered that love oh, yes. that you just yes. described. Can you say just a little bit about her story? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Courtney, my precious <laughs> spirit-filled anointed daughter <laughs> today was our wild child. And uh, she loved to party and she, I mean, she was, she excelled at everything she did academically and artistically and everything, but she really liked to have a good time. And I was going to a, um, a women's uh, meeting in our hometown in Jacksonville 
and um, I invited her to go with me. And it was a it was a weekend sort of thing, like um, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, afternoon thing. And um, so she had made plans to go to Gainesville to party with her girlfriends and that weekend. But she decided that to get me off her back, as she puts it, she would humor me and go on Thursday night. And she went. And while she was in there, when she just first walked in the door, she knew that something was really happening there. And she could feel the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. And they had a time in the service where they invited people to come down for prayer. And I'm really summarizing this quickly, but they invited people to come down for prayer. And she kept feeling like, well, I should go for prayer, but I'm not. No, I don't. I'm not. She had this struggle going on. So finally, she made a bargain with the Lord and said, "Um, if my friend Elizabeth comes to me and tells me that she will go down there with me, I will go. Well, she hadn't seen Elizabeth in several years. And when she did, they were both at a party. And um, in a little while, she's standing there. She thinks she's really got her bases covered and her ducks in a row. And this voice speaks to her from behind. Um, I think someone hugs her from behind and speaks to her and says, Court, this is Elizabeth. If you want me to go down there with you, I will. So she went and they prayed for her and her life was completely transformed. Mm. She did not go to Gainesville to party. She stayed, she went to all the other meetings and um, her life just, uh, uh, it's it's so hard to describe it. She was completely healed of wounds and injuries and um, uh, abuses that she had suffered at the hands of others and um radically changed her life and she has never turned back she's never looked back mm-hmm. and uh, she and her husband and the, their boys they just uh you know their lives are completely committed to the lord and where the lord wants to send them and that's it mm-hmm. so thank you for sharing that and i, I just that was powerful as she shared it with a women's conference particularly as she unfolded about the the person, the Elizabeth, mm-hmm. because there's no reason that that Absolutely. encounter would have happened. No. It was very much a God thing. Very much. <laughs> Elizabeth was on her way from work, and her mother was at the conference, mm-hmm. and she, her mother wanted her to come, but she was on her way home from work, and she didn't want to go. She was tired, and she kind of argued back and forth and finally gave in. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there was absolutely no reason for Elizabeth to be there. Right. And so back to things being a God thing, <laughs> we are very aware that that's, you know, it's a by God wanting his grace to manifest in a particular way that the revival in Asbury happens, the revival anywhere would happen. Um, I had a quote here that I was sharing with Phil and Vicki just a few moments ago, but I like the way this is written. God will meet you where you are, and he will give you all that you are able to receive. So in this spirit of readiness, of availability, of vulnerability to what God might do, um, I know both uh, Phil and Vicki have listened to a little bit of uh, the service that launched this at Asbury on February 8th and heard the teaching from Romans 12. Um, do either of you want to speak to what you heard from that? But it seemed like it was just kind of presenting the availability. We want the Spirit to do something. That was, and we want love to be 
part of what we see happen, made manifest. Yeah, Vicki and I were discussing that. And I think one of the things about this is the fact that uh, um, unlike something that may be a planned event, I don't think it was planned like that. And it began with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. It was Bible-based. It started with that. And, and it was a very simple message to experience the agape of, of God and the love. And he went on to say how the difference between the different kinds of love there are. But describing, he went back to agape and the feelings that you would, you would experience, not necessarily the feelings, but, but the freedom you would have received by getting that pure type of agape love as opposed to the, the other types. And he, not that they were all that bad, but this had a supernatural aspect to it. And um, that's the one thing that, um, that struck me as, as a very biblical-based uh, sermon. It was very uh, natural, and it was in of all places. You always think of great events as happening, you know, in the big cities and all this. But it came out of Kentucky, which I don't, I'm not putting that down because I've lived in the South my whole life, but people don't have a tendency to think of, it's sort of like in the Bible, Jesus, they say he's from, he's from, uh, where, <laughs> he's Naz- from Nazareth. Nazareth. <laughs> Nazareth. And he, Born in and they said, <laughs> whatever good came out of Nazareth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has anything good ever come Yeah, from I mean, it, there was, to me, it struck me. But the simplicity of the service, I think the sincerity and directness of the minister was very catching, too. He talked about his own life and his, a little bit, he touched on it, but he kept stressing the love of God. Mm -hmm. And I can't even imagine what it was like after that. Mm-hmm. It, um, I know I was sad that you know the video stopped. <laughs> I want to go. He walked, he walked off the platform actually mm. back into yeah. Somewhere. He, he took off. I watched the end of that, yeah. but mm-hmm. I want. There was a couple of, of videos after that, and one of them was a, a young lady that was a senior, and they were asking her her views on. She said it just started happening, and she said we people would eventually were didn't want to leave the presence. Mm-hmm. They were opening up their laptops and, and, you know, communicating with their friends and all about it. And she said, it's been going on for three days. That was at the time of her video. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> to me, um, it's very similar to the beginnings of what it must have been in the Acts of the Apostles when the Pentecost, mm-hmm. because that's one of the roots of our religion is the uh, Christianity is the fact of why did it take off and why has it been so strong for so long? Mm -hmm. And, and that's part of it Mm -hmm. because there is that supernatural aspect of it that is discounted by a lot of people. It is real. It is very real. And, um, and, and it's something that you can't, you can't quantify it. You can't put it into scientific terms or anything like that. But it's a real, mm-hmm. real situation. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's this uh, this physical draw to stay when you yeah. encounter God in that way that you want to stay with it. So that's why people stayed in the chapel and then was drawing more to come because there was a sense of oh, 
you know, God's there and, and a unique presence that mm-hmm. I need to be part of that. I need to encounter that. Um, His teaching, another thing that impressed me about the teaching, even mm-hmm. though it was at Asbury College, there was nothing denominational in his teaching. Mm-hmm. It was purely scriptural mm-hmm. and exactly. purely the love of God mm-hmm. and the love of Jesus. It, there was nothing at all denominational. And what's happening with this move is that it's crossing ecumenical lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is I mean, people from, I saw some video and it, there was even a person who appeared to be Muslim in one of the pictures yeah. that mm. one of the shots that I saw. Mm. And um, it just, I mean, it was crossing all the lines. Mm-hmm. We created the denominations. God didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing that it's just so pure. And it was simple. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so I, simple. I did see the opening of his message where he just asked for people to turn to your neighbor and ask them, do you love me? And then he said, if you've not had conversation with this person yet, <laughs> you should fix that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, just that's a really strong statement to ask somebody and to actually want, you know, to be able to express that and to realize deep in our soul, that's what we need to get to that place. Exactly. That we do love that person. Exactly, yes. Oh. That we love one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking to the other denominations, I did read from a Catholic press of a Catholic priest and, and things that are happening within, you know, evangelistic efforts within the Catholic church. And, um, so that, you know, there's quite a bit of activity with all sorts of denominations that have been involved, mm-hmm. um, that people are, are hearing confessions and there's, um, different <clears throat> healing ministry that's been coming from this. And one of the students that I listened to, his, his three-minute testimony, uh, he was at that initial service. Um, he was feeling convicted about pride in his life that he needed to let go of. Um, I guess some fellow peers were trying to visit with him and, and just share, and this was still within the, the regular service proper. Nothing had extended yet. Um, but he felt he just needed a good cry. So he, he said he went out to the restroom, and when he came back, the service was still going on. And so he just kind of joined in and, and stayed with it and has found um, just acts of the fruits of the spirit that have been happening, mm-hmm. that love, joy, peace, patience, all of that has been experienced and manifested there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Since this is a, a power of prayer podcast, um, just where do we, understand since phil you mentioned the early church you know all the folks were disciples were to gather together and be in prayer be kind of waiting for what might happen um how might we encourage our listeners to be in prayer for this for their own experience or just what's happening in other places what might we want to encourage people one of the thoughts that crossed my mind was, was the fact that over the last few years, there has been a feeling that things were out of control mm-hmm. and we were powerless to do anything about it. You hear that? That's comments from a lot of people. People pointing their fingers saying, you do this, you do this. We're going to do this. And you're powerless to do it. You're, it's it's ups, it's It's put a pall on our psychic 
especially in this country. I'm, I'm sure so all over, but I'm just going to yeah. speak mm-hmm. for, for for this country. And <clears throat> to me, what that says is this is how we do it. It came at a, I think the timing is kind of instructional here. When mm-hmm. we have all of this insanity about us, about every aspect of our life that involves anything that's sacred is just being trashed. And and I mean that's relationship between you and your children, between spouses, uh, you know, respect for authority, basics. I'm not getting political, I'm just making a statement. But here's something that brought people together. And there is a... I, I have minimally experienced it once a Christian healing ministry where I did not want to let go of that feeling. Mm-hmm. The other thing is when I started thinking about it, and this is through one of my readings, was that Jesus Christ communed with his Father every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People kind of lose that aspect of his divinity, but his he was in union with his father. So he walked in the spirit. Remember, he went to the desert and he was filled. So there was a life to me. He lived in the spirit. We mm-hmm. see what he could accomplish mm-hmm. and, and, and how he affected people, but also how he treated them was example of exactly on that sermon. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nothing but he didn't care. He, he preached to the low and the high. So he was, to me, I'm, it's hitting home because of the book I'm reading, is that here is, a, here is a, a man, God, who lived in the Spirit. We're lucky if we can get, well, I'm lucky if I can get 30 minutes a day of halfway feeling close to that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is he, he truly lived in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, something that I don't think too many people are, comprehending they can talk about a lot of the meditation everything but not in the depth that jesus had and so i i think the timing should be a wake-up call and people's got to notice it regardless of what they feel but the second thing is the beautiful thing about it is like vicky was saying there were all denominations here because in the 70s that was the kickoff of the charismatic movement in the catholic church I remember being not so much involved in it at my church had a, a, a group and I attended that, but it was separate, but it was part of the church at that time. I don't know whatever happened after that. But um, to me, that's the beauty of it. It's so simple. It's in a place you would have never thought and people are coming to it. Mm-hmm. That, that's stunning to me. No, no invitation, no told, you got to be here. They're driving to see this. Mm-hmm. So that means something special is going on. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's, I think it's very timely mm-hmm. and um, very sacred. I believe there's definitely a move of God that is sweeping across our country. And I was sharing with Phil that I saw an interview with Kelsey Grammer the actor, mm-hmm. some of us might remember him from Frasier, mm-hmm. um, or Cheers. Um, but Kelsey Grammer is uh, involved with a production, I think it's called The Jesus Revolution, but it is about Calvary Chapel 
back in 1972 when something similar started, uh, very similar to what's happening in Asbury. And um, he was saying that when they were filming this movie and when they were producing it, that he was he was deeply touched and on the tv show he was in tears about his experience that he had being involved with this um, production or reproduction of what happened back in the 70s and that's releasing this week is that right Um, i thought i saw something february 24th i thought Mm -hmm. i saw a date attached to that soon okay and i have a friend um a dear friend in Jacksonville who was part of that movement in 1972. And she said um, from everything, she and her husband later became pastors of a vineyard church for many years. And she said from what she can tell from Asbury, she hasn't been there, but the simplicity and the pureness that is happening there is very similar to what happened back in 1972. So we don't need all the hoopla. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I mean, God has moved. There have been many revivals since then and before then. But um, some of them that you look back on years before, they're very, very simple. It just happened. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, like putting a match to kindling wood. You know, it just happens. Mm -hmm. And so when we experience that, um, which I know is few and far between for some folks, but um, I think, so it's the readiness, it's the availability that we've expressed. And, and then when you experience it to realize some of the things need to clear out of my calendar, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. The the students on Asbury College campus, I mean, they're still trying to do classes and, and keep things going, but you know, People are just realizing, well, what's primary? I'm experiencing the power of God in this moment. So I'm going to do everything I can to be here as much as I can, take care of some responsibility, but, you know, carve out time to be here is what I imagine people are doing. And, and I think for Pardon me. a general listener that's not going to be there, um, it's making more time for the simplicity of being available to God. So just the quietness. I would agree. Reading of scripture slowly, contemplating it, inviting God to speak to us through that, and then asking for a movement of God in our prayers, that there would be something that we would experience. I think, and expecting it, mm-hmm. anticipating it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited about the special presence of the Lord yesterday for services. Mm-hmm. And I just now I'm praying, God, what what's next? <laughs> what do we see? You know, so we have a restore service, an invitation for people to come and be part of that on March 5th. And we know because the three of us have been part of planning for that. Um, we know that it'll just be scripture based, teaching based on Jesus being fully divine, fully human, how can we be open to his presence, wanting to sit before him, worship him in this season of Lent, and then being available to how God would show forth his spirit and his power while we're gathered together. I agree. Yeah. 
And I just want to interject one thing. You got to remember when we when we do pray to our Lord, He's in charge. Mm-hmm. We we mm-hmm. we um we should be free to talk as we can with Him. That's how we communicate. But things will happen in His time and in His way. It's not going to be instant gratification. That doesn't mean it isn't going to happen, but we need to be alert to even minor things that will beginning to start in our lives if we truly try that. A little bit of scripture every day, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, and the fact, though, that we are lucky enough to receive any of his grace and mercy should be a, should be rewarded to itself, mm-hmm. the fact that we accept Accept him as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, let me pray for us and for how God will move through. I'm grateful for this conversation and what God might do next in our community and what he's doing across the United States and around the world. Holy God, we thank you. We thank you for times that you show forth your power and your love and the manifestation of your power working in communities. Thank you for what you're doing in Asbury and other locations that are experiencing a manifestation of your spirit and the anointing of your spirit, and that they're open to what you are doing, that it's showing forth greater love between people and in communities that need to be drawn together, that need to see being drawn together, that that is a witness to us around the United States. And we pray here in Lakeland for what you're doing and that we grateful for those of us that are seeking to see more and to be part of that anointing. And I pray for that to manifest here and for there to be just a movement that would draw people together and that there would be greater love shown, that we would love you first and foremost, and because we love you, that you would show us how to love one another and that we can talk to one another and and ask the question, do you love me? And then there would be this resounding yes deep in our soul. And so we pray that within this family of faith, but um, within this city, this whole community, that there would be breaking down barriers because of your love and what you are doing in and through us. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.